Some Bibles are considered beautiful just because of their typography and printing. The Baskerville is just such a Bible. Hello, my name is Frank DeFreitas, and I would like to welcome you to Wonders of the Bible. The Baskerville Bible was printed at Cambridge, England in 1763 by John Baskerville, born on January 28, 1706, and best known as being an English type founder and printer. It is noted as being one of the four monumental Bibles printed throughout history, alongside the Gutenberg Bible, the Dove's Press Bible, and the Rogers Oxford Lectern Bible. My Wonders of the Bible podcast will have upcoming programming on all four of these Bibles, with the Baskerville being our selection for this installment. Up until this point in time, in the 18th century, that's the 1700s, most Bibles were considered beautiful due to the quality and or complexity of their woodcuts, engravings, and etchings. This Bible was judged differently from the others. Its beauty was determined by its typography, including smoother, whiter paper, and innovations in printing production, including ink formulation. For many years of my younger adult life, I was involved with typography and typesetting, so much so that we named our youngest daughter's middle name Novaris, taken from the Italian type designer Aldo Novaris. Yet, I never realized that the typeface named Baskerville was designed by someone who also printed one of the most beautiful typographical Bibles in the entire world. There is no doubt that the design of a typeface can lend authority to any particular message that needs to be conveyed. Isn't it interesting that the typeface used on a circus poster looks like it should be announcing a circus? Or the typeface that is used for a Western-style steakhouse actually looks like it came from the wild, wild west? Therefore, can one surmise that it is also possible to make a biblical typeface that conveys the holy word of God? If so, then the typeface design used for the Baskerville Bible would have to be a top contender. Let's turn to John Baskerville himself to hear his own thoughts on designing typefaces. This quote is taken from the 1758 preface to his edition of Milton's Paradise Lost and Regained, as follows, quote, Amongst the several mechanical arts that have engaged my attention, there is no one I have pursued with so much steadiness and pleasure as that of letter founding. Having been an early admirer of the beauty of letters, I became insensibly desirous of contributing to the perfection of them. I formed to myself ideas of greater accuracy than had yet appeared, and have endeavored to produce a set of types according to what I conceive to be their true proportion. 
End quote. If you look on the web page associated with this podcast, you'll find a few photos of this extraordinary Bible. It is not what would be considered a very common Bible, as it was issued in only 1,250 copies. But keep in mind, back in those days, every page of a book had to be hand-pulled on a large wooden press. Very hard work. Now, the Baskerville Bible did not please everyone. There were those that thought that the design of his typeface held too much contrast between thick and thin strokes of each letter form, which also added an air of excessive sharpness to the lettering. This, supposedly, caused extra eye strain for some readers. Benjamin Franklin, of the American colonies, had become friends with Baskerville and would visit during his travels to England. It was Franklin who came to the defense of the typeface, himself being a printer as well, by asking one of the complainants to reread a page from John Baskerville. When the complainant stated that his eyes hurt, Franklin informed him that he was not even reading a Baskerville page at all. It was a typeface of yet another type designer, William Caslon, whose first typeface just so happens to have been designed for the Society for Promoting Christianity. It appears as if the prejudice heaped upon Baskerville's type design had more to do with the prejudice against the man himself rather than his typeface. Upon writing to Baskerville with this complimentary information, Baskerville was quick to publish Franklin's remarks as an endorsement. An interesting side note to William Caslon is that the first printed version of the famous Declaration of Independence was set in Caslon type. Baskerville himself was not a very religious man, if religious at all. Allow me to read a snippet that describes his viewpoint. He, quote, unblushingly avowed not only his disbelief of, but his contempt for, revealed religion, and that in terms too gross for repetition, end quote. So my own introduction to the history of Bibles is proving itself to be a very interesting one. My love of printing, typefaces, and all aspects of communication technologies, most notably lasers and holography, has brought me to a place where I can now share my love of the Holy Bible in very unique ways. With that in mind, I realize that there is no need to reinvent the wheel each time I do an update and podcast. The Internet continues to provide more than enough web pages covering these topics in great detail. However, as a collector and exhibitor, I bring a special kind of viewpoint to the table, since, as a collector, I'm collecting Bible history that is of great interest and significance, and I can share these findings with you. What you choose to do next is up to you. You can look into it further, or just browse the webpage associated with this podcast to see the pictures and explore the resources. Now I would like to read to you the Bible verses on my own personal John Baskerville Bible page. The page that I have in my collection begins with the 130th verse of Psalm 119. 
I hope you'll follow along. As follows. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so I will keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast command are righteous and very faithful. My zeal hath consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy word. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do not I forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. I cried with my whole heart, Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, Save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning, and cried, I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches, that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Consider mine affliction, and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Plead my cause, and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies. Yet do I not decline from thy testimonies? I beheld the transgressors, and was grieved, because they kept not thy word. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation, and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, 
for all my ways are before thee. Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Once again, my name is Frank DeFreitas, and may God bless you today and every day. And remember, to always love others just as Jesus Christ loves you.